Hello and welcome to Charmed and Alarmed. This podcast is dedicated to all things witchy and metaphysical, so whether you're a baby witch, an expert, or just want to learn about some spooky stuff, you're in the right place. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. Today we'll be discussing spirit guides with our very special surprise guest, drumroll, Devin. Yay! It's our friend Devin! Yay! It's our good friend Devin. Um, first, I was going to go through some pre-show announcements. Thank you all. Thank you to all of the new listeners that we have. We really appreciate you rating and reviewing. It really helps us out. 136 downloads last time I checked. So nails emoji, nails emoji, nails emoji. Wow. We're in the 136? Big 136 even. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Not a thousand or a million after, but you know, okay. it's fine. We're okay. growing. Yeah. I was going to say, we're a free podcast. 136. Yeah. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. So Zero all ads. Uh, all 136. All 136 right now. Yeah. No, because Shelby is the one that's privy <laughs> well, to that information. Not <laughs> technically. Technically, um, you know, it's there's multiple episodes, so it's probably like 13 people because <laughs> it's like eight Shelby, episodes. Don't say that, Shelby. I think I think we should just stop with 136. Sounds good. Yeah. 136 downloads. And thank you to all of our listeners who have emailed in their um, comments and their stories and people are telling their friends about the podcast. We love reading all your stories. We love hearing about all of your um, ways that you practice. Um, so keep it coming. Charmed and alarmed at gmail.com. Um, so today we're going to be discussing spirit guides. So before we jump in with our super special guest, who will have a lot of insight, um, as well as, you know, everybody else has some insight. I did a little, little tiny bit of research um, to go over just so we can have a baseline of, you know, what we're talking about, because maybe not everybody knows. I don't know, because they don't talk to me. They talk through other people and through cards. Um, so <laughs> here are some types of spirit guides. And this is not an exhaustive list. If you have a different type of spirit guide, if your spirit guide's a worm, that's fine, and we love your spirit guide worm. Um, but these are the ones that I found in my research. Um, so some people have, like, angels, like guardian angels, archangels, helper angels. I know, Brittany, um, you've you've dealt a lot with angels as guides, correct? Um, so as others people – as other people's guides, yes. Um, okay. I, I work with an aspect of uh, Archangel Michael. Um, mm-hmm. Which is very strange to me. Angels are very strange, um, but yes, it's I, uh, really hard uh, after a fundamentalist Christian upbringing to mm-hmm. that you've gone away from to then transition to like, okay, angels are okay. Well, they're just not. Um, at least the ones I've interacted with are not what people think of when you think of like the pop culture idea of what an angel is. Um, it's definitely not touched by an angel. Um, I'm not going to say that those don't exist because I definitely think they do. It's just not the ones that I work with. The ones I work with um, are very strange. Um, I would. Are they covered in feathers and eyeballs? Like that's my um, first. Okay, okay, so that one I haven't really seen personally, but I've had others that it really what it is. I think what it is is that since they're interdimensional beings, they don't 
they don't exist exist physically on our plane. They exist elsewhere, um, but they can interact. So that's what I mean by interdimensional. They can kind of like dimension seep and hop. Okay. Um, they, I think what happens is when they're trying to show like a true, like what they actually look like, your brain doesn't know what to do with that info. So it just like shoves together what makes the most sense. Okay, so, yeah, so it, like, fills in what it doesn't know, like, during a sleep paralysis episode or whatever. Right, and very rarely does it make sense. Yeah. Very rarely does it make sense. Um, so, like... I mean, um, to be fair, very rarely does anything make sense in my brain, so... Very true. Same here. Um, I've had one that... I had one that showed up that was just a blue light, and that's all it was. Oh, um, that's light beings. That's on my list. Well, they... Yeah. So yeah, and they, they um, said they could be angels. They could be whatever. They, it can be whatever you want. Yeah, I'll Lauren, do, well, have you yeah. experienced? I know one of your ghost stories had angels. Mm-hmm. I've had, uh, yeah, one of my ghost stories. I you know I think they were angels. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I've had maybe like one one instance with maybe a spirit guide. Again, I'm not for sure if it was a spirit guide or an angel or what have you in a dream setting, but like visually, I have not seen them. There was actually a time when Brittany was like delving into hypnosis when we were like 15, 16. Oh, yeah. And I think I you like, that. we like tried to do a, um, an episode I don't know what you would call that like a hypnosis session there we go yeah and I met who I think I perceived as my spirit guide then it was like this really old monk and his name was Mark so I don't know Mark the monk I love it I have no clue if any of that's legit or not but in that moment that's what I remembered from it Mm -hmm. yeah well we don't want to deny any experiences you experienced it so uh Devin let's see have you do you ever deal with angels with yourself or for others um I have a lot with others um just depending on like like what they practice um as their Mm -hmm. faith um I have a lot of um let's say acquaintances that will want my help with um like spooky stuff in their house so they will reach out to me and they'll refer to what they're experiencing as angels um sometimes they're angels um and sometimes they're not angels, but I kind of let them believe what they need to believe. Um, the most polite way of not of saying <laughs> not angels. Yes, I like because I I do a lot. Do of you mean like, like spooky ghosts? Do you yeah, mean, I like, do a lot of demons. Me- I do like a lot of medium work. So uh-huh. like I've blessed houses and and things like that, and people will say well, I just think it's angels, you know, that are checking in on me, and I'm like yeah um, that's a beautiful thought I hope you that is really that. really sweet and I am not going to shut you down but 
we probably need to do a blessing. <laughs> the angels will like the blessing. So if they think it's angels, I think it's a good a good way to yeah, if keep it I, that way. I try very hard not to let people, um, well, not let them, people can do whatever they want. But I mean, like, I try to encourage people to not see every spirit or ghost or spirit guide or anything as just like immediately negative. So mm-hmm. if they are automatically saying that they're angels I try not to dismiss that Mm -hmm. um because usually a lot of spirits and spirit guides little many messages from any any kind of um being on another plane they're just like people they're all a little bit different so just because you have a spirit doesn't mean that you are doesn't necessarily mean that they're malicious Mm -hmm. so I've had a lot of people that come to me speaking about angels. I personally have not experienced what I have felt was an angel um, coming to me personally. I have experienced angels in others' presence, like Mm. angels that are attached to other people, but I haven't had any that are attached to me personally. Yeah. Well, we all know I don't, I don't know. I don't talk to any of mine. (laughs) (laughs) So I have no idea what they are. My best guess is whatever Brittany tells me. Um, so <laughs> I guess I, so let's backtrack because I should have probably done this first if I was like a good podcaster, but it's episode 10. So people are going to have to deal with what they get. You know, you so, learn as you go. You learn as We're going to learn as we go. And do you want to give us a little bit of background about um, what you do in your history and your, maybe like your witchy practice and how you feel about stuff? Um. Well, my witchy practice is, um I don't really know how to describe it it's a little bit of everything I guess the eclectic is eclectic, the word Brittany it, taught eclectic, me yeah eclectic pagan is probably like the closest um I do dabble in what people would consider darker magic um yeah. <laughs> I um just have always had always been more um, skilled in that kind of area. Um, I am a medium, I suppose. Um, I do a lot of work with like house blessings. Um, I make charms and little things like that. Um, I think charms alarms, you know, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I got started, a, a long time ago, I was probably, mm, I want to say I was like 13 or 14. Um, my stepmom was Wiccan and that kind of like opened the door cause I knew I wasn't Christian for a long time. Um, my family was kind of Christian. Like it was just kind of like, of course we're Christian. But like we didn't do anything. Like we didn't go to yeah, church. Yeah, we're Midwesterners. Like, we what else would we do? <laughs> right, right. Of course we are. Um, but like there, there wasn't really like any religion necessarily. But like my mom particularly is very like Jesus. You you still yeah you yeah. still gotta have the Jebus. Like you still gotta have that. <laughs> so she doesn't know that I'm pagan, but it's mostly 
because not because I think she wouldn't accept me, but because I think she would worry about my salvation and ain't nobody need to be worrying about that except for myself. So I just, <laughs> I just don't. If that it. ain't the truth. <laughs> so yeah, about like, I think I was 13 or 14. Um, and I really started to kind of get into Wiccan, which was closer to what I believed in, but it still was a little too ritualistic for my taste. Like I'm not a big person for rituals. So I kind of dabbled in things. Um, I really started my mediumship after my dad passed. Um, and I did some things I probably shouldn't have done because um, I was just the, not a new Your kid. childhood is the best time to make all those mistakes. Well, yeah. and I was um, – after my dad passed, I was like, just not in a good headspace. And I had always had experiences with spirits and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to use this and I'm going to speak to him again. And I'm going to figure this out. And, um, I probably opened some doors that I wasn't really prepared to close. Um, and then after that, I started doing more research and I kind of just found that I like really, I associate more with like Celtic paganism, a lot of Druidism, um, but I really, I'm, I, I can really be all over the place. I really feel like if whatever you believe in is what you believe in, and if it brings you happiness or peace or whatever, like, fine. We're very, good. very as long pro as pick you're, and choose on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, as long as you're not like harming others, like but you do you yeah you do I you. love it like yeah well neat that's so interesting um I we're gonna have to talk after the pod about all those doors <laughs> oh, no. every yeah. detail about every door that uh, we've not yeah. closed it or was, we could make it a bonus episode a it, bonus episode for was, our patreons that we don't have yet I, <laughs> did, I did have some very I've had some really good experiences with spirits and I've had some really negative experiences with spirits and most of the negative ones I've had were I would consider them my own fault um because I dabbled in things that I wasn't prepared to deal with and I wasn't skilled enough to like if it had happened now I would have had a little bit more in my arsenal to like uh -huh. deal with but um, little, you know, 18, 19 year old me. Not so, not so much. Nobody uh, knows how to deal with anything at 18 or 19 yeah, years old yeah, right. is my experience yeah. is just, I was very, very dumb. <laughs> I, I still like did regular stuff like that seemed smart. But now that I look back on, it, I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, like that I, girl, my, you my were working with the tools you had in your toolbox, Shelby. Yeah. I had, I had some tools. I knew uh, my biggest problem, I think, was well, I'm getting off topic, but the biggest problem, I think, was that I knew what I was doing was not safe. And I did it anyway. But you did and, it anyway. Yeah. Uh, very 18 year old way. Yeah. Very, yeah. <laughs> very. Your brain's not fully developed. It's yeah, fine. Very, very like, uh, I'm, um, what is, I'm mortal. Like, I <laughs> just, yeah. nothing can touch me kind of mentality. Right. I feel like I'm the friend that is like the ultimate, like, 
will justify every single thing you've ever done. Like, <laughs> well, you murdered somebody. Well, did they get in your way? Like, I mean, they walked into that knife. It sounds like it sounds like you hardly moved your arm. It's so, like, like did you, is that did they your look fault, at you, though? buddy? Did they say something <laughs> yeah. to you? Yeah, that's like, how I am too. I'm like, I'm both. I'm not really with all of my friends, but not with myself. I'm very harsh. Oh uh, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the millennial way. That's yeah. how it be. Um, and I do think I I did think when you were talking about how, um, you know, when you switched from being sort of like knowing of Christianity and that's what you were kind of told that you were, and then switching over to Wiccan and not much caring for like the very ritualistic thing. I think that is kind of a an experience that a lot of people have that, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially here in the U.S. where Christianity is very dominant, like very dominant um, in yeah our area specifically, where you didn't grow up in the same town that we did, but adjacent. It, yeah, um, it was the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we're used to these extremely structured religions. Mm-hmm. And even the people that like aren't Christian are still in these like pretty structured religions, at least. Yeah. Um, and then when you move out of that, um, a lot of structure can feel very confining or like remind you of that. Um, or if, if you're like me, I like really like structure still. So like yeah. the hippie woo woo is like h- hard for me to get used to. Um, but you know, I, everybody in their own time, I think. And and that's what I tell people is that some people like Wiccan, Wicca in general, I have no issue with. Like I, I it didn't work for me, um, but. I'm like, I would never think that it couldn't work for somebody else. Like, I just, I don't like a lot of rules in my practice. Like, I don't like you telling me I can't do stuff. So I, it just didn't really work for me. It was a little bit too structured. um, And I was very much in the belief that your spirituality or religion, whatever it is, um, is for you. And... Mm -hmm it doesn't need to be for anyone else really. Like right. it's, it's just for you. Yeah. I feel like that's where we've landed pretty, pretty, you know, across the board in the podcast, just do what, what feels right. And then if it doesn't feel right, stop doing it. And if you try something new yeah. and it feels right, keep doing it. Um, so back to spirit guides. Now that we've <laughs> taken our little detour that we should have taken first. Um, so the next type that I have is spirit animals. And this is where we get on our little soapbox about how you have to be careful with your um, nomenclature that you use with mm-hmm. things um, because spirit animals comes from indigenous people and we want to be respectful of how that was taken from them by people who look like us. Um, and, you know, that it was, you know, their children were taken away. They were told they couldn't speak their own language. They couldn't practice their religions. They couldn't um, wear their hair how they wanted, um, which is like literally assault now. Um, So, you know, they were, and now that it's like cool hippie woo woo, like we want to use the words now when, you know, it was the people, and I'm not saying like it was your ancestors specifically. It wasn't you who did it, obviously, but, we want to be mindful of how that looks to them, how, oh, now it's cool. Now you want to use our words after you've decimated our entire culture 
and relegated us to small pieces of land in this country that used to be ours. So, well, and not only that, but on top of that, like, I think people have lost the significant meaning behind a spirit right, animal or a too. power animal or something like that where it's just like oh that's just really cool and i mean it is but at the same time right. it's like there's a lot of significant meaning behind right. that like every if, time you see a cute animal and you go oh my god that's my spirit animal Ugh, it's so cringy because it's not good for you to do that because there's a lot more depth behind a spirit right. animal than you know it's like people taking like ceremonial headdresses and like wearing it to a football or a, a sports, costume party yeah a costume party or sports event or something like that and yeah. it's like that is not what that's used for it's it's very much disrespecting it right um, yeah so, so I, that's our high horse yeah if anybody has any opinions on that you can um tweet us i guess because we don't have a twitter so go ahead and tweet us <laughs> at charmed underscore alarmed it'll go to a dead twitter thank you you and Which, elon musk can you and Fine, Elon right. can, yeah, can I'm sure Elon doesn't like our view either on that. Um, sure. <laughs> but like, I this is the example that I thought of in my head. Like, I have a cat who passed, and that cat was like very special to me, and I feel like now she's haunting me and you know trying to comfort me and guide me through life as a spirit. I would not call her my spirit animal because she's I'll. I'll just say I'm haunted by a cat because I'm not going to take that away from another culture after all they've been through. They don't need it. And and I don't I don't need to take that word. I have an entire language to use to describe what's going on. I don't need to take that one word from them. I do my have opinion. I do have a spirit guide that is an animal. Mm-hmm. Um it's a wolf. But it's more a, how do I put, how do I say this? It's more an animal interpretation of my own personality. Yeah, like I was going to say an animal association. Yeah. I also have an animal association. Yes. And like, for me, my spirit guide animal friend is more um she's more she's less um native and more druid in Mm. background because the druids also had animal guides or animal messages right um but for me it's not a spirit animal that brings me wisdom or anything she's more a she's me she is me reflected in an animal mm-hmm. um so it's I, I don't know i don't know how to describe it she came to me in i want to say a dream i had a dream about I don't remember it was a long time ago I was probably 13 14 years old and I've just always had this wolf with me um but like I said it's more it's more an association like Brittany said um than it is like 
a spirit animal like like i've told people if they're to say animal friend they're mm-hmm. like i have a animal friend who comes to me in spirit and they are their own entity it's not really like they're like Devin and I who have like an animal representation of ourselves mm-hmm. um and then like of course I have pets that you know they're that soul and I made a connection and so I feel like my passed on loved ones including those who lived on this earth as an animal during this cycle are definitely with me um so I think that, like you said, there are, are tons of different rhetoric that you could use. Animal mm-hmm. affiliation, animal um, friend, um, animal affinity. Patronus. You know, that was made by a white Patronus. lady. Patronus. That. You know, I actually a white lady that Patronus. I no longer disagree with a lot of her views. I would just like to say she's made some bad, bad choices with their words. But if we right. want to use a word that she made up, we can use Patronus if we want. Yeah, I actually I talked to, um, you know. Um, somebody I'm no longer affiliated with, but one of their kids was talking about it and they were talking about spirit animal and not understanding it. And so I talked about like the whole like native aspect and the whole like history behind it and being like, you know, I was like, how about we look at what your Patronus would be? And that's what clicked in her mind because she was nine. Mm -hmm. And that's what clicked in her mind and that created a much stronger bond for her and understanding versus, um, you know, spirit animal because we no longer... We've, we've whitewashed away the, the meaning mm-hmm. and the depth of that term. So right. I love Patronus. I absolutely yeah. love Patronus. Um, my Patronus would be a stag, for sure, because <laughs> I've had an affiliation with stags my entire life. So <laughs> Again, yeah. Forest Witch Brittany. Yay. Uh, yeah. Very up in here. Um, mine's obviously a cat. We can't get, I can't escape it. My little yeah. Patronus would be a kitty cat. Um, Lauren, what would your Patronus be? Uh, probably a lion. A lion? Ooh, so fancy. Male or female? Card vibes. Male. Like, male big lion. hair lion male. Ooh. Side note, there was a instant when I was, like, 15 or 16, I woke up from a dream, and I, and I'm pretty sure it was just the shadows, but my first instinct was, like, I saw this huge lion at the foot of my bed, just standing there, kind of, like, watching guard, and I was just, like, wait. Let's make logic of this real quick. But that's major yeah. Leo rising vibes. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, so much. Yes. So much connection there. So, <laughs> so the next one that I found um, is the like mighty dead um, or some people have called it like ascended masters. And these would be people who um, w- the the modern witch um tarot deck guidebook describes it as those who have achieved much but have since passed on so this would be like deities that you would might feel a connection with um past spiritual practitioners who shared their knowledge with the world um examples would be things like buddha freya kuan yin um it would i would i would personally argue um like god and jesus yeah i was gonna say jesus that's if you're being guided by jebus that's you know. a spirit guide, yo. <laughs> well, I mean, like, when you take away the whole, like, rhetoric, um, Jesus is very much uh, the idea of, like, a, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, I'm sorry, Bodhisattva, which in the Buddhist ideology, essentially somebody who forgoes nirvana until to help others reach nirvana. So it's like they will forego 
they will keep reincarnating even though they don't need to in order to help everybody reach enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it sounds a lot like Jesus to me. A lot like Jesus Christ to me. Yeah. Certainly does. And that sounds um, like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Then they just are like, well, I can't be happy in enlightenment unless I know everybody's reached enlightenment. Well, and I think that Christian, I mean, a lot of different religions do this as well, but Christianity especially, um, they call Jesus Christ the Messiah, but there have been many messiahs Mm -hmm. throughout Mm -hmm. history. And Mm -hmm. so I really think that like, I mean, you could call anyone that's done good for the world a messiah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that in itself would be a reason that you would see him as a spirit guide or a just you're following. Mm-hmm. The purpose of a spirit guide is to guide you on your faith or your path or your your belief. And I mean, that that's that literally his like, point. That sounds like Jesus <laughs> like Jesus. Okay, I put the the term in our chat. It might be bodhisattva. Okay. Yeah. I'll, it, I'll link an article in the description for people right. who want to learn more. They're like, what the um, fuck is ready to we'll, <laughs> we'll do it. Well, I mean, all of these each would need like its own deep dive episode to really like get into the meat of like spirit guides and bodhisattva or angels um, i would love angels, to do a any dive of it in yeah. angels. um so you know we're we're glossing over and we know it we'll do an episode we we have about a year of episodes planned so after about a year you might get some of these deep dives um well a year for us not necessarily a year for them no a year for them oh, it was a year for them too oh i'm sorry people. yeah because <laughs> we, we we have our weekly episodes planned out I, obviously i'm the one that plans that <laughs> oh my god Lauren lo- just kind of t- listen to what i tell him i mean that's fine though yes it, my yeah. poor adhd brain is like just tell me what to do i will do it uh yeah. yeah i love it um i actually got my notes done earlier than immediately preceding the recording today so look at this adhd brain Um, (laughs) so then there's also spirits of loved ones who passed or um ancestor spirit guides and this is another one where we want to also be careful um because like ancestor guides are um more of i mean it's, it's in a lot of cultures obviously because everybody has ancestors everybody um you know gets guidance in every culture um but a lot of it you know the a lot of the terminology around um like ancestry is coming from um african cultures and other indigenous cultures um and their right to practice in colonized areas um a lot of asian cultures too yeah stripped stripped away from them um so we want to be mindful that you know we're using rhetoric that um doesn't have so much negative baggage on it for um you know the culture that we come from so you know if if somebody is descended from 
those places, then that's, I feel like that's, I personally, I feel like it's their right to use it, you know, if they want to say, um, the ancestors or whatever. But personally for me, I feel like I'm a little bit wearier with my words. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I say spirits of loved ones who's passed, or I just say the specific person. Like, so for example, my example would be, um, when I see a cardinal, like, and this will go into like some ways you connect and you see spirit guides. But when I see a cardinal outside, um, I didn't start seeing one until my grandma passed away. Um, you know, very regularly. I would see them sometimes, but when my grandma passed away is when I started seeing it a lot. And my my aunt had given me a little um, like memento that said like, you know, when a cardinal appears, that means I'm here sort of thing. Um, so, you know, I I see that as my grandma but I don't want to use any rhetoric from other cultures that I think for me whenever it comes to ancestry when I refer to my ancestors I refer to people long past that I don't Mm -hmm. know the names of uh, that I don't know where they came like I sort of kind of know where they came from I've been very interested in doing deep dive in my ancestry so I can find the folk magic from Mm -hmm. that ancestry that calls to me the most um that has been very difficult and very interesting um difficult as far as like figuring it out um so when i talk about my ancestors i mean the literal term of ancestors people from a long time ago um which there are times whenever they do rally around me Mm -hmm. or i'll feel that i feel that connection from a long 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 time ago but if i'm talking about recent dead I say loved ones or like, like mm-hmm. you said, the name, because to me, I'm like, well, you're not really an ancestor because you just died. Like, <laughs> right. like five you were years a ago. Ancestor a little bit ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, like my, I have an uncle um, who I was not expecting to come around, but he comes around fairly often. Like I actually, um, so cool story, Devin and I used to live together um, for several years and um, one time, her and a roommate saw this past uncle in the house, and I don't think I was at the house, was I? No, you weren't. No, and they were like, and so I was talking about, like, it was weird because he showed up in my house, and it was very strange, and they looked at each other, and they were like, what did he look like? And I brought up a picture, and they were like, oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, so it was, it was a little bit freaky when it happened, because I thought somebody was in our house. Mm-hmm. like he's very person. solid he was very solid <laughs> and I like walked in and I was like oh um and then they were just gone and I was like um okay <laughs> yeah and, and then, that, I guess that was that that was that and then later that day it was crazy because I was sitting at my kitchen table and I saw him go through my front door do a quick look around see me and kind of go oh hey there you are and came up to me and was just like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And I'm like, this is not the family member I expected to come to me after <laughs> they died. And he was just like, yeah, I just want to check up on you, doing my rounds, seeing everybody. I'm going to go talk to your dad. Your dad's not doing well. And I'm like, I, I know. And he's like, no, his head is screwed up. He's not doing well. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, anyways. I'm sure your <laughs> dad seeing a ghost is not going to help his head. <laughs> No, with what, with how your dad believes, I don't think that's going to be helpful for him. 
But the interesting thing is almost every single time that I would have an inter- an encounter with my uncle, my dad would tell me about how he had a dream about him. Mm. Um, oh, I, yeah. I was, okay, so he's coming like, in the right ways. Yeah. He's coming in the right ways then. But he knows that, what he's that's, doing. That's the year I found out my dad gets seasonal depression, and I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, and my dad started talking to me about how horrible his seasonal de- his seasonal depression gets, and I was just like, holy shit, Batman. Because anytime I have an encounter like that, I always kind of question it. But I was like, huh. But anyways, long story short, I refer to him as my uncle. My uncle blank. Yeah. Is it your uh, dad's you know? brother? It's my dad's eldest brother. Okay. So, um, and my, my dad's elder siblings are much, much older than him. Um, mm-hmm. He was an, he was unexpected pregnancy. Um, not unwanted, just unexpected. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, his his eldest brother. Um, I don't know if it's because I have one of the plants from his funeral. Like, my aunt gave me this plant, and I call it Uncle Blink's plant. <laughs> and I talk to it like I'm talking to him. Maybe that's why he came around, but it was just very odd, because I was not expecting him to come in. Yeah, And he was very aware of what I was doing. He was very aware that I was practicing um, non-Christian things and he was very 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 christian man um and he was just like yeah i know that that's how you work okay just checking on you bye and i was like okay. well, that's such a sweet story though like to okay. hear. yeah i so. like it that he just makes his rounds He's like well, afterlife's kind of boring i mean i can go anywhere but i came to your apartment just to check up yeah to see just to check in and we were like he probably okay. likes it more because you can see him so he's probably yeah. like hey here i, I don't have to go to through my... this stupid dream thing <laughs> yeah 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 i haven't i haven't seen him physically in a long time but i have felt him almost every Samhain. i feel him mm-hmm. he comes around along with i feel my grandparents much st- more strongly now than i have in a very long time um which both excites and concerns me but <laughs> um anyways sign we'll of the get times. into that later sign of the times but yeah <laughs> Um, so some other uh, things that I have less information on are just like <laughs> light light beings that Brittany was talking about. Some people have plant spirit guides. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that talk to a tree. Just do it. It's fun. Um, or just like nature in general. Um, and then, you know, like I said, it's not an exhaustive list. It's just a few examples that we had. Um, so if you have a spirit guide that I didn't mention, please email it in to charmedandalarmed at gmail.com uh, and we'll go over it in a listener's episode that we'll do one day. Um, yeah, I would love to hear about everyone's different experiences with a spirit guide or how they found out who their spirit or what their spirit guide was or um, just like that journey. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just very interested in that sort of stuff. I love hearing those stories. Right. So there are some different ways that we connect to our spirit guides. So one way that I have noticed that my spirit guides try to connect with me are signs and synchronicities. Um, So whenever I see a, like I said, like when I see a cardinal, I know it's my grandma keeping an eye on me. Um, This could also be like repeated number sequences, maybe deja vu. When that song hits like just right, you know? Um, (laughs) 
are just like chance happenings even. So maybe like you're having an issue in your life and then, you know, you're scrolling on the Facebook and it, an article comes up that's related to that to like go over it, you know, um, things like that. Or even like, you know, you're like thinking about a friend and then suddenly they call and want to meet up. Um, so maybe they're just coincidences. Who knows? If you want to believe that, you can believe that. Um, or maybe there's something more. Um, it's up to you on what you believe. We don't care. You can believe whatever you want. <laughs> um, there are also um, things like feeling called. Um, this is something, Brittany, you've talked about a lot, where like you want to just, like you're drawn to a certain piece of jewelry or like you really just feel an intense urge to say something to somebody um, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make sense right at the time, um, things like that, or just to do a certain action and you're not sure why, but you're like, I'm rolling with it, yo. Um, (laughs) I've never regretted rolling with it. Yeah. It's always been really strange, but I've never regretted rolling with it to the, I'm knocking on wood. Sorry. (laughs) Just to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're pretty superstitious, so just a little stitious. Um, some people will meditate and see what comes up, and maybe that's one way that they can communicate with their guides. Um, my obvious personal favorite is like tarot and oracle um, or you, other divination tools, pendulums, dice, runes, any of the any of the fun tools that we have in our arsenal. Because um, I don't like see or like feel feel my spirit guide sometimes I will feel big cat jump on the bed but that's it um that's like the closest I've ever gotten to like being able to like actually hear what they are I'm sure screaming my direction um some people are very sensitive to knowing things and this I guess is why we brought Devin on because Devin and, and Brittany and Lauren, you know, have experienced it too. Um, but you, you actually like sometimes see people or, well, you tell me your experience. Don't let me explain your experience. You tell me it. (laughs) Um, well, we have to go way back. (laughs) So when I was really little, like just as long as I can remember, I would see things that I didn't really explain. I like, I didn't understand. And I knew that no one else could see them. So I would, it, it would freak me out. <laughs> um, like I remember there were these little creatures that used to live in. Okay. Let me start by saying we lived in a very suburban neighborhood. Okay. There was not land. There wasn't like, weird animals like squirrels that's what we had and some rabbits from time to time but we had these creatures that I would see in the yard that would like they were they were like really really long like ferrets Okay. But like really, 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 really long. Like And ferrets aren't native to our area. Yeah, at no, all. no, no. Yeah, neither and they, are a... And like ferrets are already like a longer creature. But like these are like way too big, way too long. And they little would, ferret, if you will. And they would like That's the only throw, way I can picture it. <laughs> they would like leap in the air and then like burrow into the ground really fast. And 
there were they were like hundreds of them all over our yard and i remember being like real freaked out by them <laughs> like i didn't like them so did and, they look like um like if you put it next to a squirrel and did they like have the like corporeal appearance or was were they like more like see-through were they you could tell that they weren't the same or it depended it depends yeah like sometimes they'd be really solid and sometimes they'd be kind of transparent um Mm -hmm. but they also weren't furry (laughs) it was oh like oh i hate everything about that they were like (laughs) Oh, I hate everything about that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Here's, here's the deal. If I can communicate anything to spirit guides right now, it's that don't go to children as sludge. No, no, no. I don't think. Why would you do that? I don't think they were spirit guides. I think that they were, I'm just giving you background on where I needed spirit guides. So I see stuff as a medium. I see like, not just human spirits. I see, um, lots of stuff that is not great. And as a child, it terrified me. So I needed protection. And I needed, I, I wasn't, there was nobody in my life that's going to teach me how to put up my own wards or like my protections like that I do now. Um, so I had my very first gift. I named her Cinderella because I was five and she looked like a princess. Um, She was very tall and slender and she had blonde hair that was up in like a a very tight bun. And she wore like, I would say now that I'm older, as as a kid, it looked like a princess dress, but now that I'm older, it was probably more like 1800s, 1850s kind of dress. And she protected me. She would sit on my bed at night and she would just tell me to tell these things to go away. Just go away. Shoo, shoo. And that helped me not be scared because I wouldn't go to bed ever. I would tell my mom because I had really creepy thing underneath my bed that really, really scared me. Um, Monster and... spray doesn't work because we all know it's water. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, my mom would get so frustrated with me because she didn't see what I was seeing. And she, I had this thing that lived under my bed and she would always tell me, well, there's stuff under your bed. Like you have your markers and your, all these boxes of stuff under your bed. Like there's no way that any thing can fit down there. But this thing was like smoke and it could oh, fill yeah. in the cracks. And I was, to this day, I still don't like sitting on the edge of the bed with like my feet hanging over the edge of the bed because this thing would like swipe yeah that's my biggest fear i I also don't sit like that it's never happened to me there's nobody been under my bed or maybe there has and maybe that's why i just have this subconscious fear but i still will not even sit like that i would not even on a couch most of the time yeah i'm sitting with my feet up right now oh my gosh i don't let my feet down there it's where they live it's where the ghosts live devin's proving it and i would run i would run into my room and i would leap onto my bed and 
yeah. So anyway, I did not like this thing, and my mom always gets so frustrated. So this lady, Cinderella, that I called her, and she just loved me call her that. Um, she probably but, really liked it. She was like, oh, my God, I was a peasant, but this lady thinks I'm a princess, and <laughs> I will protect her from this stupid ghost thing. As long yeah. as she keeps calling me a so, princess name, I'm here. She would sit on the edge of my bed and keep it away. Just shoop, shoop. She would just tell things to shoop. And I, that, like, as a child, I would tell my parents this, and my parents were like, oh, you have an imaginary friend. And I was like, yeah, okay. And it wasn't until I was much older, and I realized that I could describe every detail of her. Like, I could draw her. Like, I remember exactly what she looked like. remember how she sounded. Like, that I realized that mm, maybe there was something else a little bit. Well, and you didn't make those decisions either about what she looked like or yeah. um, that is or had like, I mean, had you had much experience with like 1800s garb at that no. age? Like, I just feel like, you know, I mean, like, like you, I... you thought like, oh, it's a princess dress. But then like, you know, if, if it's not yeah. matching anything you see in like, it was common, blue. The, I think yeah. it was Cinderella because she had blonde hair and she was wearing a blue dress mm-hmm. and that to me was Cinderella that's what she looked like <laughs> and it sounds logical to me so anyways I was around like eight I had some really bad experiences um with like shadow people and I put up a block like a na- I have a natural block that I can put up um and I put up a real real good one because I didn't see anything again until I was about 16 and that's when I started to actively search for those things because I remembered the things I used to see as a kid and I was like let's try to get that but I had read that you should bring soap along with you because soap no, some help. 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 Okay. I heard soap too, and I was like, this is new. I don't no, recall the sacred protection I was like, of oh soap. Oh my God, I have so much soap. No, I'm I, upset. I had read that you should bring some help with you when you are actively seeking out spirits. Mm. And they were like, it can be anything, you know. So I originally started with envisioning like, a ball of light <laughs> like it was just a little gold ball of light that like followed me around like hey hey listen like the like the little sprite yeah from, from uh <laughs> what is it called Navi from Zelda? Legend of Zelda. Zelda. yeah <laughs> yeah hey, like, listen <laughs> yeah like, you follow me around but there was no like sprite it was just a ball of light anyways <laughs> I started with that um that didn't really work for me um because I'm too logical, so I would see scary stuff, and then I'd be like, what's this ball of light going to do? Not nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, it's a ball of light, but it can also hold a katana. Yeah, so. Like, so it didn't really work for me. Um, and then when I started calling out to things that could protect me, and I had already had a, I think, I wanted to say it was a dream or a vision or something of the, my wolf. I call her Lupa. 
she was like, my wolf is not like a big fluffy wolf. Like she is scrappy. Okay. Like she is skin and bones. She is the wolf in the dead of winter where like she is a fighter. She came to me and like, I want to say it was a dream and she just like, I was in the middle of, uh, I should probably mention, I sometimes, I don't remember, remember my dreams that often, but when I do, it's usually I wasn't dreaming. I was like astral projecting or something. So something scary was happening and this wolf just came in and just like, you know, started just ripping out throats of these like things that were attacking me. And I was like, that's what I need. I need something like that to help me. So then I started like reach calling out to like things that could help me. And that's when I met, um, that's when Lupa like officially came into my life and was like, Oh, I love you. And then I had, um, Morgana, um, who is like, I don't really believe in a deity, but if I did, it would be Morgana. Um, so I, she's kind of like a warrior and I, you know, I needed that. Like I was not very confident in myself and I needed like somebody strong to help me. So here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you and I'm so sorry, Yeah, that's fine. but I want the Devon cinematic universe. Like I want to watch <laughs> just a movie of all of this stuff. Like this sounds awesome. <laughs> it sounds awesome. I'm making it. Much I'm sure more the good. process to get it yeah. wasn't very awesome, but like, it's going to make a good movie with and those like, sludge dudes and, and Cinderella yeah. telling them to go away. I, yeah. It's going to be good. I like, I'm making it very light, but uh, she's saving the was... juicy stuff for the bonus episode. When we get Patreon, when we get a Patreon, we will have her back on. It was really, there was some really scary things that I, that mm-hmm. I encountered. And so like, anyways, that's how I got started with spirit guides. And then as I got older and I started like becoming more confident in my abilities. I did like a hypnosis as to, because I have like, when I do hypnosis, I have a happy place, your, your sanctuary, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in my happy place, there was like this weird guy was just always in the woods in my happy place. My happy place is like a meadow and there's like water and there's like a little picturesque log that I can sit on with my spirit guides there and there's like flowers and then like there's woods surrounding me and there's this creepy guy that was in my woods and so I followed him and he was like I've just been protecting you forever because I go into when I astral project it's, this is going to sound real kooky. <laughs> I'm just going to put that That's on. what the whole no. podcast is, Devin. <laughs> the whole thing. We're not denying any experiences. You experienced it and that's important, you know? I will naturally go into um, the in-between, which is not death, not life. I'm just like in this in-between state. And it's not safe to be there. 
<laughs> by yourself. So this thing, this guy, saw me wandering in this in-between state when I was about five. He said I was really little. And he escorted me back to my house. And I apparently, I don't remember this dream. He just showed it to me when I was speaking with him. And he said, apparently when I was about five, I told this very creepy guy that, like, he looks very creepy. <laughs> and I was like, where are you going? Whenever he went to leave and he said, well, I have to leave. I, I don't belong here. And I was like, well, where are you going to go? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, you can stay here. So I just told him he could live in my woods. Because you were the sweetest <laughs> little five-year-old ever. <laughs> he was like, he was like, he, he was apparently taken with that. So he has been, he had been protecting me. He actually like showed me a vision of him, that thing that I was talking about underneath my bed, smoky guy. He, that thing was coming up over the edge of my bed. And this thing turned, this guy turned into like, I don't know how to describe it, like darkness itself. <laughs> and like snatched him and like d destroyed him oh he he's gone there. so yeah. do you remember a time like where the shadow dude under the bed was there and then the mm -hmm. another, another i remember day it wasn't? going away and i never knew why it went away but... oh oh my god so many shells <laughs> yeah. you have no so... idea this is so cool <laughs> so that's when i realized that like oh maybe i have spirit guides that i don't see because I'd never really seen this guy. And so then I started kind of delving more into like calling out to things that are helping me. And that's when I started to like process where like, like which spirit guides were beneficial to me. Mm -hmm. So Cinderella, did she kind of like, once she was she moved done, on. she moved on. Okay. I, that's another thing. Part of my mediumship is I move people on. I don't know how I move people on. That just happens to me. Um, I so it's like a give and take. Like she protected mm -hmm. you, you helped her move on. How how interesting. So this is like, so heartwarming. I want this in a movie. I just want this movie now. Yeah, she she moved on. Um, I was probably I want to say like nine the last time I saw her, and she just moved on like she just went away yeah I was gonna say um you know that makes me stop and think about like so I mean I believe that our soul is like the part of us that is the matter that cannot be created or destroyed so mm -hmm. I for me since I also think that all time is happening all the time all at once because everything is wibbly wobbly you timey wimey um I think about all of the encounters that you've had with different souls that you formed a really strong bond with. And it makes me stop and think about how many of those souls are helping you, but that doesn't mean that you have made a connection with them in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So like she's talking about the, the spooky guy being her, you know, being an, an, a guy that she didn't even know that she had. Um, it makes me just stop and think about, and it's kind of heartwarming to me, but also kind of, interesting how many you know souls are helping us along slash protecting us slash 
being with us. And we have no freaking clue. And it makes me think, well, maybe once we like pass on or transition, I wonder if you like meet up with them again and you're like, oh, thank you for like keeping an eye on them. And they're like, oh, you're welcome, bro. High five. And like <laughs> on to the next one, you know? Right. So. Well, Lauren, you mentioned the other day about um, how they're like you choose them there you know the theory that you choose them before you get here sort of thing do you go ahead and talk on that more eloquently than I am thank you um I can't remember what brought this up too anyways we were texting in the in our Facebook messenger and Shelby said that her spirit guys must be super fucking annoyed with her and we were like well you guys why did we a- pick this girl yeah it's like you guys made a contract before you came over so they're totally fine with it yeah. that's where it came from yeah so I'm a big believer that you're especially like I guess your major spirit guides or the ones that you work with like consistently throughout your whole life on earth whatnot they I think you get to like pick and you know talk out what's going to happen between you and them like what your relationship is going to be like on this life and it's a mutual thing like hey can you please be my guide I think you'd be really great and then they'd be like okay cool what can I do for you <laughs> you guys just kind of work okay, it out cool. before you get well, here you don't listen to me anytime <laughs> I talk to you so cool neat, neat, neat. it's exactly what I do with the green glyphs tarot take a drink um <laughs> And Lauren trying to offer me some good spirit guide advice and me going like, mm, I don't know, I guess I'm going to waffle some more. Yeah, like a, I like that idea of like, it's like a, a spirit god, a spirit guide job interview. You're just like, hmm, yeah. what can you bring yeah. to the table for me? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Or like besties, like I'm about to go in a battle. I need you in support mode. Get, get the headset. <laughs> we're going in um do any of you make offerings to your spirit guides or do you know anybody that does I make an offering to Morgana sorry my voice is cracked there um I make an offering to Morgana but that is because she is also considered a deity so around Samhain I will leave her some wine um my other like main spirit guides are my wolf and my dad and (laughs) I don't really leave offerings to them but almost because it doesn't feel right to me to leave them offerings Mm -hmm. um my dad wouldn't take it anyways and my wolf (laughs) that's such a dad thing (laughs) and my wolf is like the animal version of myself so it would be like leaving an offering to me (laughs) it's just like well your offering to the wolf is like taking care of yourself on a daily basis yeah i mean like i I showered (laughs) i feel like i could like just eat lunch and then that's my offering (laughs) okay but i'm kind of sort of about doing offerings to yourself being like i am making this offering unto myself thank you very much thank you self you're welcome self great thank you Um, right anytime i eat cake i'm gonna reference it like that now like (laughs) my offering totes my goats you should 
I don't do offerings, um, but I will say like thank yous and things uh-huh. out loud. Yeah. So, I think go I ahead. Do, I was going to say, I don't do offerings. You skip me. I you don't love me. I need to do two answers is all I need. <laughs> and done. Um, I was going to say, normally if I do any sort of offerings, it's almost always like on Samhain or it's with mm-hmm. an entity that I'm not close to. I will say that um, during this cycle of my my magic I guess I don't have another word for it um I have been working a lot closer with St. Michael and so I have an actual like like Catholic those like candles those big huge yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I got one of those that has the prayer for him on the back and so like I do have that I I do do that so I don't know if that's considered an offering it's more I, of a, I like call it an offering. Call yeah. It what, what 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 you feel right? Yeah, it's like it's a it's almost like an acknowledgement, and I feel like I'm doing it to create a stronger bond because yeah, it's for some like reason an that has been. In... Yeah, yeah. So I think we should just label it as all those things. <laughs> but yeah, it's everything and all all of those things at once. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Devin, Brittany once mentioned, I don't know if it was on the podcast or if we were just talking, about, um, she said, you get spirits coming up to you with messages for other people. Can you kind of ex- explain your experiences on that if you feel comfortable? I wish you guys oh, could see the faces. Oh, <laughs> God. God. Oh, okay, so I... <laughs> I don't really know what to call this. I call myself a beacon. Like, I explain it like this. If, let's say, you're dead, okay, and you're on this plane, you're stuck on our plane, right? And you can't, nobody can see you, right? And you find one person that could see you, like, it sends out almost like a, like a lighthouse almost of just like hey like this can you like they like so they will just flock so stronger spirits i see them with like the everyday average joe i usually don't see them i just like help move them on in my sleep like they just come in it's like a line they just come in <laughs> the next person like they have a, an appointment um i will disposition your request uh, <laughs> yes. please hold and we'll get sometimes especially when Brittany and i were leaving we're living together they would come to her and Brittany, oh, would that like, was always fun you have the wrong person she's upstairs the person you are seeking is downstairs um <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot help you. Have a nice day. (laughs) It's funny because you two look a lot alike and then you also sound a lot alike. (laughs) Um, And so I I mean, to be fair, I get confused too. Yeah, so they would (laughs) I'll get, yeah. Anybody that I've lived with that's open to that kind of stuff, they always get like somebody that's just like, excuse me, can you help me? And they're always like, oh, you got the wrong person. She's a couple doors down. Like, so um, there's not 
but yes, I do get messages for other people sometimes. I will have, especially when I'm reading tarot, um, I, if, if a, like a loved one is having a difficult time reaching the person that they're trying to talk to, they'll be like, hey, yo, <laughs> I know you're in the middle of a tarot reading and I'm going to let you finish, but also could you like, <laughs> let you like, could you tell them this message that I've been trying to tell them for like months and they won't listen to me? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. Or sometimes they'll like, my least favorite is they'll be like, hey, can you tell them that I'm trying to reach them? And I'll be like, sure, what do you want to tell them? And they're like, tell them that everything will be the way it's supposed to be. And I'm like, okay. So like the messages will be really vague or they'll be like, it's none of your business. Just tell them. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but <laughs> if they haven't reached you already, that means that they're having trouble with that. Right. So if you would just tell me what to tell them. So it does get kind of confusing, but yes. I, yes. And then sometimes I will get random people for, like, I'll be talking to a random person and, like, somebody will be like, hey, yo, hey, 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 can you tell them this? And I'm like, who are you? Who are you? I can't tell them that because they don't know that I can see you. Like, you have to, like, sneakily work it into the conversation. You have to have a grandmother that recently like just um, yeah no um yeah uh it can be very what's the weirdest message you've ever gotten um the weirdest message I ever got uh, oh um I had a girl that I used to work with and she wanted a tarot reading and we were on break and I happened to have my cards. I say happened, like I don't actually bring them. <laughs> I happened to have my but cards. I happened to have my cards. So I read them for her and I had a lady come up to me and she asked me to ask this girl if she still liked the boots. And I said, I'm sorry. And she's like, ask her if she still likes the boots. And I was like, okay. I was like, I have a lady here that's asking me if you still like the boots. And this girl got up from the table bawling and ran, did like, did not come back from the re for the reading. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but okay. And she came to me later and told me that her aunt had passed and her aunt had bought her a pair of red boots and she was worried that they weren't going to be like match with any outfit. And she was like, I'm probably, you're probably going to get these and then you're never going to want them. Like you're not going to actually like them. And so every time her aunt would see her, she'd be like, do you still like the boots? And it was like oh a my joke. Gosh. And her aunt passed away. And so she said, did you, do you still like the boots? And I was like, can you? Can you imagine being stuck on this plane because you're so worried that your niece didn't like a pair of shoes? <laughs> Which I don't think yes, is what I happened. Can. Completely imagine that. Yes, I like have a... very high anxiety. Yes, I want oh every God. gift I well, I get to be very special. 
So, like, I don't think that's what happened, but that's, that's all I could think yeah. of. I was like, that poor woman, she's so worried about these. Just wear the freaking boots. Let's just wear the boots like, wow. and she can move on. Yeah, and that was probably one of the most accurate, like, messages I've gotten. Sometimes, like, they'll be really vague. I try to explain to people, it's like talking to somebody on the phone when your connection's real bad. Mm-hmm. So you get bits and pieces of what they're saying, but not always the whole thing. And that message about the boots was probably like one of the strongest like signals that I'd ever had. And I think mm-hmm. it was because this like the tie between that person and the deceased was like really really strong. Like they had a really good bond. And yeah. so so sometimes like. Yeah, I mean, you can ask Brittany. I, there have been times that I've been like, this person's trying to say this to you. Does that make sense? And she's like, kind of. And I'm like, yeah. Because, yeah. like, it's not always a direct, like, it's not always a direct line. It, sometimes it's yeah. been patched through a few times. Well, and then, like, you know, and I've talked about this on the podcast multiple times. Sometimes you get that information and it doesn't make sense at that moment in time. But suddenly it does later. Like, mm-hmm. it makes sense later. And it can be, like, years and years and years later. You've totally forgotten about it. It's out of your mind. You've slept a few yeah. times since then. And then suddenly, like, the situation where it applies happens. And then it's just like, bing! And it all makes sense. And those moments are always really crazy because you you can't really tell anyone about it. Like, you can, but they won't get mm-hmm. the same feeling that you're feeling. Right. Like, you're like, no! don't you understand this is monumental and they're like good for you like (laughs) i will will get a lot of people that will call me or text me after a reading like a few days a few months or something they're like oh my god that thing that you said was gonna happen and like i'll get that but most of the time the people will have like a vague understanding of what their loved one's trying to say and i think it's probably because they have a better bond with that loved one mm-hmm. than I like what well, and they have more context too yeah of, they have more of all of the situations like, what they're, they're saying being to me isn't about. necessarily for me so like it's not supposed to make sense to me it's only supposed to make sense to them do you have the opposite where people come to you and they're like I really want to just talk to my past so-and-so sometimes and how do you deal with that That one's always really tough because I know that feeling Mm -hmm. of like, because I was very, very close with my father and when he passed, it was devastating for me. And I know that feeling, that desperate, just I'll do anything. I just want to talk to them. And so like, And it's always tough for me to tell people your loved one has already moved on. Oh, but I feel like that would be really comforting for me. Sometimes people find it comforting. And then some people, it's like they've lost them all over again. Yeah. And I can see that going both ways. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Like, and sometimes like as horrible as it sounds, Sometimes your loved one hasn't moved on. They just don't have any messages for you. 
like they didn't have unfinished business with you. They didn't have anything that they felt that you needed to know at that time. And they just won't come forward. And maybe this is my unrelenting positivity, but I feel like that would be good too. Cause like they mm-hmm. said everything they wanted to say to you. They said it while they were alive. Like they did what you're supposed to do. The only um, time that that one's been rough is when the person had a rocky relationship with that person and they're trying mm-hmm. to get closure mm-hmm. on like, you know, like I said something terrible to them and they said something horrible back and I just really want to apologize to them. And when a parent, especially a parent or like a loved one comes back and says like, I've said everything I need to say is like, like a kick in the teeth. Um, I have had a few that have just been like, tell them I already know mm-hmm. that they're sorry. And that one's way easier to deliver. Yeah. Like, cause I very much try not to outright lie to people mm-hmm. about the messages that their loved ones are giving me. I might sugarcoat depending on the person. Like if somebody, their loved ones just like, them and I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not going to say all of that. I was like, mm, they don't really want to speak to you right now. <laughs> like, so They have nothing nice to say. <laughs> they don't have any messages for you at this time. Yeah. Um. So it looks like the inbox is full. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. So like, I try not to out- outright lie. Um. Especially in situations where there've been a there's been a rocky relationship, just because when people die, we as the living have a tendency to place that person on kind of a pedestal where they mm-hmm. can do no wrong and they were better than they were in their larger than life and it's really important to me that you remember that that was a human being and they had flaws and they had mm-hmm. you know things that they weren't proud of or that they had regrets they had things that they did that they didn't like um but like so I tried to be very like open with them about well you know they are still feeling angry or they you know uh, have moved on or they have you know they just don't have messages for you at this time I just try to be very open about what they're Mm -hmm. telling me and sometimes people like that and some people they're very upset with me but don't shoot the messenger I just tell you what they said don't ask if you don't want to hear the answer uh you have to be ready for any answer (laughs) yeah when you ask a question uh, Lauren or Brittany, do you guys have any experiences with your spirit guides or other people's spirit guides coming to you? I'll let Lauren go first. <laughs> I was like, who, who first? Um, I mean, other than the hypnosis session I vaguely ta- talked about earlier, I had one dream. Okay, my cat's going to have to get off my lap. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> I had one dream about, and I wrote it down. Let me just pull it up. Because I I write these. If I have a significant dream, I'll just like summarize it in a note. And it said that in this dream, I had this older woman who started out as a puffer fish, like like a puffer fish that was already puffed up and slowly turned into a human form. 
Uh, but the nose was still like fishy like puffer fish like mm-hmm. and I asked her if she was one of my guardians and she nodded and smiled and she said something like you need to awaken your third eye and then I just like started bawling my eyes out in the dream and in real life because then I just woke up crying and feeling like relieved and also I felt like an intense amount of just love and comfort mm-hmm. so that's my only other like encounter that I've ever had with a spirit I wonder, guide. I, I know that it's not, we don't have these in freshwater lakes, but I wonder if it came as like a sea creature because we grew up at a lake and then your parents also grew up at the lake or at least your I, mom. I have I no idea. If that has a connection with it. And like, I don't see pufferfish hardly ever. So that's just kind of very vague and random in my Mm -hmm. realm and thought. First thing I thought was mermaid energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And because you have a very strong association with mermaids and the ocean. Um, I mean, that sounds pretty significant to me. Sounds to me like she's one of your peeps. Yeah. Yeah. She transformed from a puffer fish that's gotta be significant like that's some energy right there (laughs) I do remember it being like and I know this is probably cliche but there are like these bright lights coming from behind them and so the background was just like a bunch of bright colorful lights and then there's this puffer fish image and then like the head slowly starts transforming the nose stays the same but then like the body grows so I have this idea that it is like a female energy or more of a female energy and and kind of like a grandma type energy feeling too I got from it and this was before my grandma grandma died what I'm pro grandma energy I'm I'm all about of any sort I think grandmas are very special and it really hurts me if grandmas don't have a good relationship with their grandchildren because that breaks my heart a little bit yeah i think that um so that you weren't in an underwater setting i don't even remember the setting it was just like i was dreaming and then all of a sudden this like happened Mm -hmm. like in Mm mid-dream and like that's what i remembered and then that was it because i woke up bawling my eyes out when did this happen um, I have a date. I write dates on my my memories. Um, July second, twenty twenty. Oh, twenty twenty. Okay. That was actually that's kind of creepy. Now that I think about it. That was a year before my grandma died. Yeah. So. Well, and the thing like that on the date. <laughs> right. I think that also since they were already puffed up, that to me indicates that they were in protective mode for you anyways. Mm-hmm. Like they're, because puffer fish only puff up when they're trying to protect. When they're in danger, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, or they're protecting their spawn or whatever. So I mean, like that makes sense to me that she was puffed up, like already like, yo, I got you. Anything that comes around you is going to get to pokey poke. And they're not going to mm-hmm. like it, you know. Um but yeah, I I think that's awesome. But Brittany, how about you? Do you have any 
spirit guide stories that you want to share? I have many. <laughs> um, and well, what's your mean... weirdest one then? Oh, my weirdest one. So, are you talking about my own guides or somebody else's guides? Because Just I have, how, you know, dealer's choice, however you feel. So, since I read cards in a channel, um, a lot of times I channel people's guides. Or their po- I call them their posse, like whoever is in their general vicinity at the time, usually has a connection with them. Um, ADHD side note, that doesn't always mean that they're a guide. Sometimes nasty mm-hmm. spirits that have attached to them will talk to me too, which I don't much care for. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Sometimes they get real sassy and then I get really fucking sassy back. And I'm like, now I know what you are, bitch. <laughs> We're going to get rid of you. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to pause your story so mm-hmm. we can go over, because I meant to bring this up earlier. Mm-hmm. So how how have you in your practices figured out which spirit guides are good and which ones are like good to listen to and which ones are like not good to listen to? For me, the way that I have sussed it out is that any entity that's trying to tell me something that feels like in my soul wrong or is very much against what I believe or anything like that, I know isn't one of my guides because Mm -hmm. I know like the ones that I'm aware of, I know very well and have a fairly decent connection with. Um, So I know that they know me and I know them and just like friends, when you go to go talk to one of your friends about something, you you know them well enough to be like, hey, I've got this camaraderie with you. I have this rapport with you. Um, I think this might be going on. And while your friend might be like, what? They're more likely to believe you because you're friends and you're close, Mm -hmm. right? So any sort of being or entity or anything like that that um, makes me go, hmm, in a way that isn't intrigued, um, I know is not a spirit guide for me. I also will gauge my physical reaction, like my body's reaction. So the way that I personally can tell between whether I'm having um, anxiety about something or I'm having a legitimate warning about something, like from the other side or just my intuition or whatever. If it's anxiety or fear, um, I'll feel it in my chest. And if it's intuition trying to tell me something, it's in my belly, like lower belly so if I have anything that comes up to me and it's like hi I'm your friend and like the alarm bells go off like in my belly I'm like "Mm, I don't think so I think you might be full of shit is what I think so do you tell them that or do you just like oh okay cool I'll keep that in mind thank you and then just ignore it or I don't acknowledge at all Oh, you just don't. Ooh. No, like uh, that's a good tactic I've used with toxic human beings. Yeah, like it. I'll like I'll lo- I'll note it and I'll log it and I'll let like my people know. Be like, yo, and they'll be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. But a lot of times, so that happened to me a lot when I was younger. It is very very rare that I have anything like that happen to me now, um, because I know better. So a lot of beings like that. Well, um, they know that they won't get any reaction. Like that's that's literally mm-hmm. how it is with the toxic human beings mm-hmm. that I've done that with. Is they they know that they don't get a reaction, so then they stop because they want they want the attention, whether it's good or bad. Right. So that's something where, and I know that um, 
you know, I know that Devin has had these sort of experiences. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure about you two, but I'm I'm sure you have, where you have somebody that's like um, suddenly really, really, really into something kind of occulty or like pagany or witchy or something like that, and then they start doing stuff that makes you go, no. No, 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 no. Like anytime I, right. Like anytime I have somebody tell me that they're working with a deity that want that, and it's like they're dating, I'm like, hold the phone, my friend, hold up. First of all, no, you're not. Second of all, what is trying to convince you that you are so special that this deity is going to date you? And what are they trying to get you to do? Here's and the I'm, deal. Just yeah. like in in history, when mm-hmm. deities have fallen in love with a mortal <laughs> with non deities, generally it ends doesn't bad. work out great. Ends real bad. <laughs> I, I was gonna say the same thing. So when I know that an entity isn't great, <laughs> um, you know, we're all females. We've all been to a bar. You know when a guy comes up to you and he gives you that feeling, that creep feeling? That's the feeling I get when I'm dealing with an entity that is not what they seem. Mm -hmm. It's the same manipulative energy, so Mm. that's what it feels like to me. And I am a beacon, like I said. So I actively sever any tie. So I will like go into myself and there's all these little lines that go and attach to different things. And I will just find that one and be like, yep. So you're like literally disarming the bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get rid of, I get rid of them um, because since I'm a beacon, there are certain entities that I can just ignore. But if I feel something's particularly icky, I will make sure to sever it. Because even if I ignore them, just because I'm a beacon, they'll still hang around. Mm-hmm. And they'll keep trying, and they'll keep trying, and they'll keep trying, and they'll keep trying. Which wouldn't be that big of a deal, except for using up my time when I could be helping somebody else. Right, and yeah. That. And, well, and like you don't, you don't deserve to have to deal with that energy all the time either. Like, it's you know, you're also worth it. <laughs> I would like to take this moment in time, um, pearls of wisdom from Auntie Brittany, um, to any any listener. I don't care like how you identify or how you see yourself. Don't ever ignore your intuition when it comes to somebody, and suddenly your hackles raise up. Mm-hmm. And you get a red flag. There's a reason that's happening. Don't ever ignore that. Also, you don't owe anybody politeness. Right. There's a podcast that I don't listen to, but it's referenced on so many other true crime podcasts that I know mm-hmm. it. Um, fuck politeness. You don't yes. have to be polite to people. Yep. You don't owe them anything. And to be fair about that, like that can also put you in danger. But if you feel weird and creepy and you can find an out to that situation, go ahead and do it. Take the out, go and, you know, just if you're getting a creepy feeling and you want to keep yourself safe, that's okay. And that's, you're worth it. 
and right. your it, your comfort and safety is worth it even if it makes somebody else uncomfortable yeah and that's how like you know and a lot of that will happen especially like um and this has even happened to me when i was younger where it's like a guy was being creepy a guy was being like in my space um definitely wanting something from me i was highly uncomfortable didn't know what to do in this situation and then the encounter is ending and they want a hug mm. yeah oh, and that's me. happened to me all of our faces <laughs> it's disgust. happened to all of us and we all just yeah. went Ugh. yeah and i or when they come know, up behind you and put their hand on your lower back don't no. touch me don't, don't touch, touch me. me no are you Ugh. one of my husbands then don't no. touch me. Don't exactly. fucking touch me. You. Are don't you tall husband me. or short husband? You're neither. Yeah. Don't fucking touch me. Don't or if you're going to try to touch someone, just ask. Just be like, yeah. hey. Can I touch you? Are you comfortable with a hug? And then you can just and be like receptive to a mm-hmm. response. Okay. Well, now we're teaching people how to be a human being. So thank right. you for coming to our consent matters. We we are your spirit guides in how to be a human being. Thank you. Listen to the sultry um. sounds of our voices. Your aunties are trying to teach you something. <laughs> Anyways, that was my side tangent. I just I I had to have Always this talk. Always listen to that. Yeah, I just had to have this talk with um, my niece, who. Um, just turned 12 not that long ago and she is very very pretty um and she's very very sweet and very attractive at, for a child which yeah to children to but other to children. children because she's a child um so i had to have that talk with her about you know it's okay to not be polite to somebody who is trying to take something from you you don't want to give them and it doesn't matter who it is. And it doesn't Still. matter if that's time, if that's energy, if that's mm-hmm. physical affection. Anything. If you don't want to give it, you don't have to. Right. So it also goes for spirits. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm glad we had this conversation. It's, same, it's that same feeling. It's the same. Mm-hmm. Consent matters. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Um, So apparently yeah. people, some people don't even learn that when they move on to the spirit side so no and then get your really... spirit spray bottle that i will be carrying <laughs> with me you just spray them in the face yeah well water. and i i'm notoriously sassy with spirits that i encounter that are not nice um, and i'll be like do you want a face full of sage do you want a face full of sage because you will get a face full of sage i can do it i can do it i, do it. <laughs> I have to be son. so to um you know, go back around the field to the question you asked yeah. about the weirdest. Um, right. Yeah. That I interrupted. Yes. Um, no, it's totally fine. I appreciate it. I love tangents. They're my favorite. Um, so the weirdest one I will tell you is with um, a good friend of ours, um, Devin and I, um, and you, well, a good friend of all of us because you were all my bridesmaids. <gasps> ding, <gasps> ding, ding, ding. Oh my God. I remembered it. I remembered things. Look at us, guys. Hooray. Um, <laughs> so, we remember from the before times. From the before that happened times. in the before times. And so, um, so I, I lived with her for a very short amount of time, or not a short amount of time, for, for a good significant amount of time. Sorry, brain, what is time? <laughs> Anyways, Wibbly wobbly. It's, it's timey-wimey. So, um, and they were, she was a very open person too. Um, it's just that her mode of magic is the strangest oddest weirdest thing i have ever experienced in my entire fucking life and it's just i swear it's because she's an aquarius number one 
Number oh, two, yeah, that, her ancestry, like her ancestry is cray cray. Um, and I'm talking about like distant, distant ancestry. Um, it is still very much alive in her. Um, <laughs> so I was doing a card reading with her and I had these beings come up to me and they were very tall and very thin and they were covered in a suit it was a suit but it was like this very sparkly silvery mesh suit and i was like hello <laughs> and they were like hi we're so and so's um guides for their journey while they live on earth and i was like you're fucking aliens aren't you <laughs> and they were like <laughs> We are indeed extraterrestrials. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't wanna. And they're like, well, she hasn't been listening to us. And we're here. It's, it's to... just so Aquarius. I can't get over it. I know. It. I know. It's I can't so fucking get over Aquarius. it. It's literally face people. 100%. And so I looked at her and I went, okay, this is going to sound really strange. And she's like, okay. And I was like, have you been seeing or dreaming about these silver people? And I was like, this isn't their skin. You can tell it's a suit. And I'm going on. And she's, her mouth is just getting wider and wider. And she's just looking at me. And she's like, I've never told anybody about that. And I was like, well, they're here. Well, they're, they're they want to talk to you. They want to talk to you. And she was just like, okay. You know, and so, you know, we've gone on from there. Um, but, I mean, they are, they're an inc- she's an incredible person. She really mm-hmm. is just a very interesting, incredible human being that uh, sitting and down and having conversations with is always crazy. Side note, she yeah. is always wild. Wild, is I love wild. it. I love it. It's wild. <laughs> I love I, it. There's sometimes, like, I have seen a lot on my mediumship, but it, wild. Right. Wild. <laughs> She'll tell me, and I'm like, you, you saw what? You saw what? Mm-hmm. Please run back up. Back up, back up. Yeah, I can't. By by far. Should I ask? Because she wrote a book. Should I ask her if, if she wants us to link it? Yes, I would love that. I think we yeah. totally should. Um, okay, I, I will. If it is okay with her, I will link it in the description. Yeah, people may or may not learn her name. So if well, you want to I mean, know, if you want to know the secret name, you have to go click the link in our description <laughs> and buy her book. Thank you. And buy her book. Um, so that was the weirdest um, other person spirit guide. Um, that ever happened to me for my own um i would say kuan yin who is also a, a mm-hmm. she is a bodhisattva or a de- also mm-hmm. known as a deity um there's a lot of different versions of her all over um you know europe and stuff like that i think what's so odd about her is that she's not connect that i can tell that i'm aware of she's not connected to like my um ancestry as far as like that goes and that sort of like magic and stuff like that but I had dreams about her before I even like knew knew what she was yeah and I had dreams about this woman with many arms and she was just beautiful and she always had lotus flowers around her and stuff like that and then later I was like holy shit your name's Kuan Yin (laughs) um I think I think she was weird um just because like she really seems like the odd one out um i still am not sure why there's a connection with her other than just like what she stands for 
um, mm-hmm. and what she is as a deity, um, but or as an individual even. Um, but it was just strange that like I had never had any like connection with multi-armed deities, multi-faced deities, anything like that, and she just kind of appeared and I just kind of accepted it and that's what happened from there but yeah so I guess that's my strangest yeah so I know that we are running short on time and we have to wrap it up but I still have one more question so do any of you have um like in your lineage that you've heard about people who are like sensitive to spirit guides or anything like that where they also had experiences like like you have or um no, I mine would be no, but also I also don't, so it tracks. Uh, I know yes. everyone <laughs> on my dad's side. I think is sensitive. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. They don't. They do not acknowledge that they are sensitive, but my my Graham affectionately refers to them as spooks. And there have been a few times that I have said something where I've been like, man, sometimes I will, because I lived lived in this house that was over 100 years old, and I was like, sometimes I just see stuff out of the corner of my eye. And she, my Graham, who, if you know my Graham, this is very strange to hear come out of her mouth. And she was like, oh, yeah, those are probably just spooks. I've seen them my whole life. And I was like... (laughs) You, you what? I mentioned that. <laughs> right. And she's like, yeah, your dad did too. And I was like, he Somebody could have told me this when I was seeing the sludge dudes. Uh... <laughs> and I was like, he did? And he, she was like, yeah, that's why your dad pushed so hard at your mom to take it easy on you because he knew you were seeing stuff that he used to see. And I was like, Why? why did nobody communicate this to me right. so, like, and I know that like my dad's grandparents the mom was very superstitious like she would put out like cor- like corn dolly type mm. dolls out mm. and to, for protection and she made a lot of god's eyes and like weaved a lot of stuff for protection and like she was very known to like never stir with a knife never walk under a ladder wait i'm so sorry what is the stir with the knife thing because i do that with a knife you stir up strife Mm -hmm. i do that too i'm gonna throw all the knives away they're easier (laughs) to clean i'm just gonna buy more spoons (laughs) it's another one of those things where if it's something that you've never felt weird about then you don't do you know how much strife i have in my in my house (laughs) particularly my kitchen okay well stop stirring shit with knives shelby (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna hope that fixes it thank you use use a tip use a favored spoon like mine yeah i need a seashell spoon did you guys see it on our stories uh write in tell me if you want me to repost it on our stories uh, charmed underscore alarmed on instagram on instagram, on instagram. facebook it shares all the all to facebook too so you could see it there oh. um i think that is our social media we 
chose not to do Twitter because of Elon. You know how it is. So I never um, did Twitter. I never did Twitter. I could never finish I don't it. have a Twitter. I don't think I've had a Twitter since I was in high school. I had a Twitter. Uh, well, I still have it. And I like to check it to see what's happening over there. I follow like a lot of journalists. And I follow my one friend that really likes Twitter to see what she has to say because she makes funny tweets. Um, and... Uh, yeah, but I was like, uh, we'll see how much hate speech there is before we put our posts up on there. So yeah. we'll see. Twitter is TVA, just like Patreon, for very different reasons. <laughs> um, Lauren, do you have anyone in your family that... You know, I think that... And it could just be because my dad's side is very Catholic and religious in that aspect, I'm pretty sure there's some sensitivity on their side because they'll talk about how they'll get like dreams from passed on loved ones or how like their kids especially will see and do weird things where like it it comes off like they're talking to a ghost or a loved one that's passed. Mm. Um, And then on my mom's side, I just never really had that connection or the opportunity to talk about Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think they would have been way more open to it, but there's a lot of trauma on that side. So it would have taken a while to even get to like that type of topic. Right. Well, yeah, if you're dealing with a lot of trauma too, it's hard to uh, like be open. It's hard to get to. Yeah. It's hard to even like make space for um, any of the other stuff. What were you going to say, Brittany? I was going to say, Lauren, I think your kid is super sensitive, though, too. Yeah, he has he has moments where, mm-hmm. yeah. And there was this one, maybe Devin can uh, chime in on this. There was this one time in our house, and we were going to bed, and he was talking about how there's this older man, I would say probably in, like, 60s, 70s, because he was comparing it to one of our other relatives age-wise. This older man who was standing at the foot of our bed and um, he was just looking at him like in a grouchy way and he didn't like it. And so this is when my kid was probably around four or five. And so I started, I was like, okay, it was bringing me back to like my childhood experiences of those moments. So I didn't want to just ask, is it the same man? No, I didn't want to just when your grandma, no, not the creepy, like, Cowboy guy. cowboy guy no but um he was describing this person in a way that i would have probably described my dad's dad or grandpa and he died when i was four and i never had a relationship with him and he was kind of of the grouchy kind <laughs> like he was he um he was an alcoholic and so he always had a drink with him and he was very easy to irritate and had less patience for anyone basically. And he also smoked a lot. So he was reminding me of that, but I didn't want to put thoughts in his head. So I was asking him questions and the best I could to a four-year-old. And um, I was like, okay, well tell him you don't like that and that he needs to stop and to just go away. And of course my kid's like, well, I don't want him here. And I was like, no, you have to say that. And he's like, I'm basically, he's, you know, like, well, I'm, I'm thinking that, or I'm saying it in my head is what he would say. I'm like, okay, that's great. But just say it out loud. Like say it out loud right now. Just be like, go away. I don't like that. You don't belong here. 
And so it took him a while and he eventually did. And that kind of helped him feel a little bit better. And then he did eventually fall asleep. And we never like had that issue ever again with that entity. But like he was talking about how this guy would just keep looking at him. And it was like he said if it wasn't at the end of the bed, it would be like in his head that he saw this person too. So um, I, don't know. I will say that children especially are much more open. Um <clears throat> As adults, we have a lot of societal conformity that happens where you you know consciously that it's not good to see things that other people can't see. So you, you naturally block those kind of things. Children don't have those kind of like constructions. Like they don't, they haven't made those, those pathways yet. So they're usually much more open though you did exactly what I would tell parents to do um always give your child the power um tell them to go away tell them to shoo tell them to get out whatever because Certain entities, not all entities, but certain entities will take advantage of the fact that they're children and they will go away when you're around if you ask them to leave. But children know, like, they're taught that it's not nice to say go away to people. Like, they learn that. People don't usually like that. So they're, they're much less likely to tell a stranger to go away, especially if they're an adult. So it's good to like, as the parent, tell your kid, it's okay to tell them to leave. They don't belong in your room. That's your room. That's your space. You tell them to leave and you tell them, you don't have to be nice to them. You tell them very firmly, go away. This is my space. And so, yeah, that's usually what I tell people to do if that doesn't work. It's usually time for a blessing or a cleansing. Mm-hmm. That and uh, we're not very religious, mm-hmm. um, but I am spiritual, obviously. Uh, so I always like I, I brought him up the concept of prayer. So like I was like, you want to pray with me? This is kind of how it would be like. And we're just going to ask for like protection and guidance from God and from like our guides. So, and of course that's such a hard topic to talk about with a four-year-old, but you do yeah, your best. It's hard to give a four-year-old nuance about religion. That's like whenever, I don't know, did you guys ever watch the original Rescuers, the Disney movie? Mm-hmm. So I probably watched it. I just don't remember. Okay. So in this one, um, it's about a little girl named Penny and Penny is at an orphanage and um, I think the cat's name at the orphanage is Rufus or something mm-hmm. like that. But Rufus finds Penny crying and tells her um, that, you know, f- you have to have faith and faith. Um, he points at a bluebird outside and he's like, faith is like that bluebird. You can see it and you can feel it, but you can't touch it or lock it up tight, but it's there all the same and so that kind of reminds me of like what you were trying to tell him about like it's like that's there like you'll always have that source 
that you can call on and it's there even if you can't see it or touch it or lock it up or anything like that it's always there so that just somehow in my brain this that connected to everything we were talking about so Mm -hmm. (laughs) here we are he's had other incidents um are moments where he's because we we bet share um he's at moments where like he'll wave at someone or say bye-bye or like just he'll be staring at something in the corner that's got his attention so and then of course in my mind I'm like backing this up with like my guides and I'm like okay please guides help him protect him only good people (laughs) no bad people (laughs) oh gosh I was gonna tell you that's what you get for having a kid on a solstice yeah yeah so I was born on Samhain and he was born on Yule Mm -hmm. I was like oh by the way our Yule episode is next yay Uh, (laughs) so get ready for some Yule practices some Yule tidings some Yule tides um, um, so I guess we should get on to the lightning round because we, our episode is running very long because we will talk about this all day, um, <laughs> for the rest of our lives. And, uh, that's a plan, Devin right? Here. Yeah. Like that's our plan. That's yeah. Just, just so everybody knows that's the retirement plan. It's the live <laughs> podcast. We'll <run>. Forever. Um, <laughs> forever. Um, so what? annoys your spirit guides the most about you um i'll go first it's that i don't listen to them at all and i can never hear them and they're like screaming at me and i'm just like wait what who said that and then i go see Brittany, and she's like uh they they're telling you some stuff i'm like oh okay cool i hope i remember that 10 minutes from now neat (laughs) (laughs) uh mine is that i do the exact opposite of what they tell me to do okay perfect yeah so see they could have that so pick, pick your battles I don't, I don't always do that but I think I've made it pretty clear I don't really like rules Brittany doesn't believe that <laughs> so, I was gonna say the look I'm giving through the camera right it's now always. it's just frequently it's just most just frequently <laughs> Like 98% I, of the time. Like, they'll tell me to do something and be like, mm, I don't really like that. <laughs> I'm just not. And I'll do this. Like, I wonder if now they've started telling you the opposite and they just um, tell you the opposite of what they want and they're like, here, I got it. Here, do this. Don't do this thing. Make sure you never do this thing. And then she's like, no one's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do that thing. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reverse psychology yeah. spirit guides. <laughs> they probably will. I mean, they they've got to be just done with my. I mean, if it's right. your dad, I am certain that he's probably done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my dad sure said like, no, 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 no. Tell her, tell her that she should one hundred percent do this really bad idea. That's that's 100% what she should do. Yeah. That way she won't do it. Perfect. Brittany, how about you? So I would say probably um, overthinking it and not 
Hakunui. Hakuna Maitata's enough. <laughs> I don't rest <laughs> enough. Um, but like, yeah, definitely overthinking it. And they're just like, no, 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 no. That's not what we said. No, uh, oh, oh, there she goes. Okay, we'll wait till you're done. Are you done? Nice. Okay, now this is what we said. It's like, okay. So. Lauren, how about you? Uh, overthinking it. It's probably the best way to wrap, uh, wrap it up. But also probably like doubting it. Sometimes yeah. I'll doubt a lot and I'll be like, wait a second. Was that just like my ego? Am I hoping this? Or is this my own thought process? Like, Right. So I try to remind myself, okay, what was the very first thought? <laughs> Not my process. So. That's probably what it is. They're like, stop it. Just stop. Stop thinking mm. so much. What are the signs that you um, get that show your spirit guides are there? I'll go first. <laughs> Brandy, what is that? So, no, at mine. They're horrible. Go. You go. <laughs> I'll get feathers, but that could also mm. be like my angels, but I'll get tons of feathers. Um, and even like at really weird times of like the seasons, you know, when like birds aren't prevalent in the, our area or region. Yeah. Um, and then numbers, repeating numbers, just all the time. Like I'm looking at the clock right now. It's two, two, two. It How is. ironic it is. is that? <laughs> Make a fucking wish. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't forget this sign. We do this sign. Remember? We yeah. Do this. yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Brittany, how about you? Uh, so, um, I do get numbers. Numbers are definitely a thing. I don't know if that's specifically my guides. Um, it is the greater, or it's the consciousness, or my guides, or somebody telling me something. And I'm like, okay, neat. Um, occasionally I'll get objects, but usually it's something really fucking annoying. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... And I've slowly learned, but if sometimes I will start to get sick out of the blue as people do, because nobody plans to get sick, but I will get sick and it will be at a time whenever it's like, it's literally them being like, you need to sit down and just sit down. You need to sit down. You need to sit down. You need to sleep. We keep telling you, you need to sleep. You aren't sleeping. We don't know why. You feel guilty about sleeping. That's weird. You need to sleep. And it's like, okay. Um, but some of the things that they'll do whenever they want me to reset, like stop and reset, it will be really, it'll be like a succession of unfortunate small events. <laughs> it'll be like, uh, you know, you're in an instant. You drop your coffee mug and break mm-hmm. the thing and then you're right, and then you, spoon bends. Right. And you're like, and it's never like anything like awful but it's stuff like uh, stubbing my toe or running into like knocking my hand against something and I'll be like ah, and they're like yeah you need to stop whatever it is that you're doing stop and so I've gotten to a point where I've been like okay I need to step back and take a breath and chill out so one of my favorite instances was um, we were in Finland And I was eating these delicious little ginger spice cookies with this amazing tea. And I was dipping little cookies in my tea. And the cookies were so thin 
that and it happened guys it happened three times because i'm that smart i dipped it <laughs> and the whole cookie was like plop into my drink and i'm like son of a fucking bitch and so i was like well if i do it real fast no happened again the third time it happened i literally was about to burst into tears and mind you it's like 11 30 at night and i did it and i looked up at everyone at the table and i went well I'm about to cry about losing my cookie and my tea. This indicates to me that I need to go to bed. I love you all. Goodbye. <laughs> and I yeah. grumpily trotted myself downstairs and laid in bed and was like, hmm. <laughs> so I laid in bed. <laughs> and then I started getting like these thoughts um, where it was just like, you know, it's, it was a lot, it was a lot to do with like um, just my future and really thinking about like, what do I actually want? And it started becoming a thing where it's like, what do you actually want? And I was like, well, I would like my cookie not to fall on my fucking teeth. <laughs> but it became something where it started this weird like thought process of like, okay, like about something that like for some weird reason connects with me, but really doesn't. So that will happen um, when my spirit guides are around. Well, because they're around all the time. It's not like they like check out any time that I'm aware of. So it's when they're trying to get a hold of me. It's almost always something where it's like, God damn it. All my coffee just spilled fucking everywhere. Or like that other morning where I, I had that horrible zombie dream. And then I woke up and couldn't fall back asleep. And um, I made coffee only to realize that I didn't put coffee grounds in my coffee machine. And it just made hot water. And I was like, God damn it. I've done that so, before. Oh, uh, yeah. So those are mine. That's why I was laughing, Lauren, because I was like, they're not nice. They're not like, here's a feather. They're like, sub your fucking toe, bitch. <laughs> Stop what answer. you're doing. <laughs> oh, my Devin, God. And how about you? What what kind of signs do you get? Or do they just scream at you? <laughs> just scream. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. They It starts very gentle. It'll be like something out of the corner of my eye. I'll be like, what's that? And then I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Moving on. And I will just like keep going about my day. Because I do what you said, Lauren, where I like don't. I'm like, yeah, that was a weird animal to see. But I'm probably just making it up in my head. I'm making something out of nothing. Like, yeah, that was a weird stone to find. But it could happen to anyone you know what I mean like I'm always like doubting every kind of you're trying to like put logic yeah human logic well and to be fair like that's how we're taught to do it like you're taught from a very young age like well nobody else sees that so it can't be real Mm -hmm. uh and then it keeps going going on like that then it turns into like slap you in the face like I'll get like I'll be walking along and I'll get like a very strong feeling of like dread or like I'll get a really strong feeling of like really happy and then I'll get like an image or something and I'll be like oh I need to look into that and then if I keep ignoring it that's when they start screaming I will get like a million things at the same time it'll be like it'll be like i'll be driving along going to work and they'll be like this message and then i'm like okay yes i get it and they're like no no no, here it is again and then i'm like okay and then i'll like all throughout the day somebody will be like mentioning something and it'll make me think of it okay i get it 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 
Um, so yeah, they, they just get progressively more like naggy until I do what they tell me to do. Love it. So which spirit guides, uh, do you have certain spirit guides that you listen to for certain things? Yes. Um, I know for like the stuff that I do, if I'm just like doing like a, if I'm just doing like a meditation, uh, it's whatever guide that I feel like closest to in that moment. So usually around like Samhain, it's going to be more like Morgana. If it's close to like spring, I'm going to be more like drawn to like my dad. Like, so like the, for just general stuff, yes. If I'm doing a blessing, I will use Lupa my creepy guy from my happy place and my dad you should just call him cg creepy guy cg yeah (laughs) he gave me a name once um but he said that he's so old that like language hadn't been invented Mm. He's almost like what he reminds me of, and we've talked about this before. He reminds me of an elemental, almost yeah, because like elementals have been around since ever, you know. Because elementals are an embodiment of specific organic matter. So maybe if, maybe ask him if he wants like the name Elliot, <laughs> like, <laughs> like elemental. Name, he gave me the name Croatoa. Ooh, and I like I that name. Like, like, so, this is like, the image like the... I have of him, you know, in Lord of the Rings with the huge trees that are like oh, really old is. and living. And yeah, like an yeah, a tree end. <laughs> well, he's kind of <laughs> he looks like Severus Snape. Really, I love it. Yeah, but like real tall, like. giant tall and he always wears like a hood up Mm -hmm. well you gotta keep your ears warm that's very important (laughs) yeah Yeah. so he's and he projects himself that way specifically because he wants you to be afraid of him because it's like safer for you to be afraid of him than to like like him and five-year-old you went lol (laughs) <laughs> Peace. you want to be my friend <laughs> so um yeah he they all have their own like roles so like lupa is like my courage and then my dad is just there for protection and then croatoa will come up behind me when something's not quite what they seem and he'll go that one's like me Mm. and it like will immediately open my eyes and whatever that thing is projecting will fall away oh i like that guy yeah he's my favorite yeah are you allowed to have favorites (laughs) i mean i guess (laughs) i like i he's just very helpful and so like yeah i use 
I wouldn't necessarily use Croatoa for like, I need to find my happy place. I need to find my sensor. Like he, that's not his. That's not his specialty. <laughs> like he's not just gonna be like, okay, let's hold hands and and <laughs> like that's not a thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I use different ones for whatever it is that I need them for. Yeah, I was gonna say I kind of go off of what Devin said. What happens with me is that they will step forward. It's almost like I don't really have to choose between them. There are times whenever I will ask one to show up. Like if I've got something where it could potentially be pretty nasty or if I'm wanting protection, like mamma jam, bad mamma jamma protection, protection or whatever, um, it'll almost always be St. Michael or Kuan Yin. Um, just because like, I mean, Archangel Michael is the governor of God, like that's his whole shtick. Um, so it's like, if I've got something that I'm unsure of that really is frightening me or scaring me, or I feel like I might need around, then I might particularly ask them. For some reason, when I'm driving, I talk to my grandpas. <laughs> I'll ask my grandpas to be with me. Um, just because, um, a lot of times driving can make me super anxious. So, but yeah. Well, they uh, knew how to drive and have uh, like a vested interest in protecting you. Right. Like, I was just like, hey, grandpa. We're not going to ask Croatoa for driving advice, you know? Right. He's like, I was around before language. What's a car? What's a fucking car? Um, he, he will constantly just say that's a mortal concern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, but like, oh, that's am. for your kind. I am, I am immortal. I need, uh, I need help. help. <laughs> but that I is, guess. guys, that was so weird. Did anyone else see that on their screen? What? Brittany's like image was blurry and pixelated. Oh, it it happened a little bit during the the thing. I think it's just a internet connection issue. But no, I could. It looked like an old man was like. Over feast. You didn't just see short husband. No, it Sometimes was you. Sometimes he looks like an old man. <laughs> it was your face. Everything was pixelated, but there was like, like was white he... hair, white mustache. Was he creepy? No, but I was just like, he looks like Croatoa. Does Croatoa have a mustache? It did no, not look like, like Snape. It did not look like Snape. I was, I thought he maybe he would like play a trick on us and be like, "Lol, I can do computers too." Look at me. No, I don't know. I don't. Did you have a grandpa with a white mustache at all? No. Okay. Neither one. Neither one of them had. It looks like you had a white mustache for a little bit. Well, you know, I do constantly say. <laughs> That I am trying my damnedest to be Mrs. Claus and to, like, really embody Mrs. Claus. Um, and that doesn't mean that either short or tall husband have to embody Santa Claus. I was like, that. I mean, I'm Polly. I'm fine with having a Santa Santa baby. I can, I'm fine with being a Santa sugar baby, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, I don't. Not, neither one of my grandpas had. Neither of them had white hair either. One of them had jet black hair, even up until he died. Um, and then the other one had, like, steel gray hair. And neither one of them really had mustaches. I don't have anyone in my family with white hair and mustaches. Grandma! My mom's mom had pure white hair, but she did not have a mustache. 
maybe she plucked it. Who knows? Well, maybe I'm she hasn't had access. I'm assuming, it. like, was it like a a handlebar mustache, Lauren? Like that? No, no, it's just like it looked like you had a white mustache, like a traditional, huh. nothing fancy. Interesting. I might have to pull cards on that later and be like, "Hello, <laughs> hello." Well, it also Here. could be it also could be one of that guy's stuff. Yeah. You never know, right? Did anybody in your family have a white hair and white mustache? <laughs> As she has. You can you can edit it out. It's fine. And I know your grandpa didn't. Not the grandpa that's around you, because I've seen his seen. His grandpa and his grandma, but I don't know. But he has no idea what his dad's parents and grandfather looked like, so we don't fucking know. We're going to find out. <laughs> stay around okay. for a bonus episode. <laughs> so, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, not next episode because we're recording that uh, immediately, but one after that, then <laughs> we'll know who the mustachioed person is. Um, Lauren, do you have certain guides for certain things? No, I kind of just do like a general call to everyone that's willing mm-hmm. to help me. <laughs> yeah. I like all my spirit guides. And if this is sensitive, I'm sorry. If I can find a different term, tell me. I'll say spirit animals or animal totems. Mm-hmm. I'll say ancestors, though I've never actually like felt connected to any particular ancestor. And then um, angels, of course. And I'll just lump some, all that. Anyone willing to help me, I could really use this help. (laughs) Any person. (laughs) Any at all. Um, Well, you guys, I think we made it through another episode. Um, I think this might be our longest yet. Um, Thank you so much to our special guest, Devin, for coming on and giving us all of the insights. We will uh, force you into doing this again. Um, So stay tuned for our bonus episodes where I ask her even more questions. Um, Thanks for having me. Well, do you still want to, would you like to be, remain anonymous? Um, I mean, I don't really care. Um, yeah i don't really care (laughs) Um, okay well like i know like the end of some episodes of podcasts they'll be like where can we find you or where do you want us to like shout any of that out or do you yeah you can find me at devin rochelle 09 and rochelle is spelled wrong and devin is spelled with an i it's d-e-v-i-n-r-a-c-h-e-l-o-0-9 okay um do you mind us if we tag you in in the thing okay we'll tag you on our post so um thank you so much for coming on uh the next episode topic is yule so get on some stockings get your hot cocoa we will be discussing all things yule um you can email your comments questions stories and more to charmed at gmail.com you cannot support us on patreon because we do not have one yet but one day we will and we will have special episodes um, rate and review our podcast. It really helps us boost us in the charts. Um, so all of your 136 listens have really gotten us, you know, boosty, uh, but any, any more helps. So please review away as long as you give us five stars. If you don't want to give us five stars, please don't review. Have a great day. Um, <laughs> we still wish you the best. Um, sort of. 
Follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at charmed underscore alarmed. Um, and then I have rate and review twice. So I need to edit this document. Um, so just make sure it's very important to me. Uh, my spirit guides came to me and made me put it in here twice. So they want you to rate and review. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. And we're charmed and alarmed. Bye, guys. <laughs>